welcome back everyone to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. She is a freshman of the Clarkson women's hockey team, and she also previously played for Wyzetta High School. Uh, Gretchen Branton, uh, welcome to the podcast, and how's everything going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Um, beautiful day here in Plymouth, Minnesota. So, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, how are and you? I'm doing well. It's a bit rainy here today where I'm from in the East Coast, so different weathers, but, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying the sun out there in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Now, obviously, you're heading into your first year in college hockey. Just how excited are you to be playing for Clarkson, and what can college hockey fans expect uh, when they see you play in a few months? Um, I'm super excited. Uh, I have been committed to Clarkson for now just about three years, and I'm really excited to show my game. I to run down my game a little bit. They should be expecting like some. My game comes from my vision. I'm very good at seeing the whole ice, and I've grown up with coaches like saying like, "Wow, how'd you see that player? How'd the puck get through?" Um, I'm also like excited to show my speed. Um, I know I'm not the tallest person. I'm about five four. Um, but, uh, Clarkson has been my dream school and I'm really excited to just be out there finally, because it's always been just like, oh, wow, you're going to New York, but now it's going to be, I'm in New York and I'm away from family and meeting new people. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be tough for yourself, uh, being away from home for such a long time for the very first time? Uh, for more for most college hockey players, uh, not being a, being with their families. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I visited campus twice earlier, and then I'm flying out there actually in a week to bring my mom out there. And so just kind of getting used to the campus is going to be difficult, but I'm excited to just be away and kind of starting fresh and meeting new people out there. Now you're saying one of your skill sets was your vision on the ice. Now, another thing I noticed was how good of a goal scorer you were and how you set up your teammates well, because in your career in high school, you had 154 career points. Just talk about your goal scoring knack and how do you try to work on that during the off season? Yeah. So um, I don't just want to be known as like a goal scorer, but also like good at assists and setting up people. So um, things that I do in my off season is like, I train pretty hard. I'm working at some, at a place called Inspired Athletes and it's just in Plymouth, Minnesota. It's kind of by our rink actually. Um, and then I shoot in the garage usually with my brother as well. That's awesome. Now, what was your recruitment process like? Take me back to that point of your career and what made you want to go to Clarks and what made it want to be your dream school at the end of the day? Yeah, so uh, recruitment process was early but exciting. Um, I had a few schools in mind and Clarkson was not one of them right away. Um, but I had a girl graduate in 2018 from Wyzetta and her name was Emily Wisniewski. She went out to Clarkson and I started talking to her about it and I kind of got into it actually. And they came out to one of the tournaments and reached out to me. And then I was like, okay, let me look into the school. So I first looked at like majors and if they would have that for me. And then I saw the location and I was like, wow, this would be absolutely stunning to be out there. And I and then I, I watched a game earlier and I saw like the talent was like every grade level and there was no like excluding of anybody. And so I really liked that. And so when they offered me to go there, I did fly out there and loved the campus, loved it. And so I accepted it like within a few days. That's awesome to hear. And are you excited to be teammates uh, with Emily uh, next season? Yeah, I'm actually really excited. It should be interesting because we haven't played together in two years, but um, it's good to know someone out there already and she can kind of give me the rundown. And I've also talked to her about like getting stuff because she lived in the dorm as well that I'm going into. So she knows what I would need and 
like she said she can hand hand me down some things so that's great yeah that's awesome now did you watch any college hockey this year and what were your thoughts on just the whole season Wisconsin winning and all of that yeah so I did watch a few games from Clarkson they played Colgate a lot just because of the whole (laughs) COVID thing and it was kind of back and forth with them so um, those games were always fun and then for I actually watched a lot of boys too because when I was kind of funny story I was in Hawaii and uh, the Massachusetts game was on and we kind of got into it and so we had like the TV on as we were sitting by the beach and we were enjoying those games and my family was like making bets on those um, and then for like Wisconsin winning it I give them credit that they're a really good team. They are very good and they have some talent coming up and in their program. But I do think that Clarkson also has some talent coming and not just like uh, from my class, but I do think we're going to come in hot. So they better be ready next year. Yeah, definitely. And I'm very excited to see what the ECAC is going to look like because a lot of new players are going into that league and the Ivy League schools finally get to play. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it changes that dynamic of women's college hockey next year. Yeah, it should be really fun to watch. So, I guess I have to ask you, since you watched it, what was your thoughts on uh, UMass winning the national championship for the men's side? I'm a Massachusetts guy, so I was super happy to have Massachusetts beat three Minnesota schools, but I know for yourself it was probably a little bit of a different feeling. Yeah, um, I did really like that. It would have been really cool to have, like, four Minnesota schools because I know, like, Bemidji was trying to get in it. and But I thought it was kind of interesting that it was, like, a three against one almost and all three Minnesota schools lost, and Massachusetts came out as the winner. But I also think that, like, St. Cloud came out hot too, and they were really good. But Massachusetts should have won. Yeah, definitely. Well, the uh, Duluth Bulldogs won it three, uh, two years in a row, so I think it's uh, time to give other t- schools a chance to win. So it's not yeah. like Minnesota's bad. It's just I feel like I want another see another team win, and just yeah. from a neutral fan perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there was no 3-3 no three and three overtime uh, when you played in high school, so I ask you this question just because I'm curious about it. How do you plan to adapt to the new 3-3 three three overtime rule? Uh, in college hockey next year yeah um so i'm really excited actually because um three on three small area games are always awesome to be playing in like growing up those were my kind of things at the end of practice like just like getting together with some teammates and playing those and then like imagining on a huge ice playing three on three you can like gain speed going through the neutral zone and then once you get in the offensive zone you can slow it down and look for that shot and put it in the back of the net so yeah and it also eliminates ties and I don't know about yourself but I hate ties and I'm assuming in high school hockey that's gonna be the worst thing ever to play a really good game and then end up tying it at the end of the day oh my gosh 100 I I remember my I I think it was my freshman year um we played Blake for the first time and of course we're seated like three and four and we were the fourth seed and we came out on fire and we ended up going in the one OT and then we tied because no one scored in that OT, which sucked, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I do think, I don't know. I think it's, I know this might be a kind of a hot take, but I think at some point in playoff hockey, they should find a way to put a shootout in it. If it goes like beyond double overtime, just because, I think it starts to get drag a little bit after it gets into like the third overtime. And you saw that in the last year's NHL playoffs with Tampa and Columbus. That's so true. Very, very true. I do remember that game. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one little hot take I have regarding overtime hockey that some people might not agree with me about, but I feel like it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, I think it should just kind of like open up the game more. So you like could show off your talent um kind of it's kind of I'm I'm excited for it just because it's less players on the ice and you can like move around quicker and the puck's gonna slide better and I like it I do enjoy that yeah and it also shows off the skill sets of some of the top players in the country which is important uh, for the growth especially in the women's college hockey game and women's game in general yeah yeah very much now uh what do you think will be the biggest adjustment you have to make to college hockey uh 
uh, thinking about making your adjustment to high school a few years ago, uh, do you think it'll be like a similar transition or uh, what's your overall thoughts on that? Yeah, so definitely like the speed and phys physicality of play um, because I know like all summer I've been preparing like with lifting and giving and getting sprints in. Um, so the physicality is something that like I have to get ready for like physically and also mentally because these girls are a lot older than me um, going into college and I have to just kind of prepare myself for that. Um, and I'm also in like the back end of the chain, like I'm an under underclassman again, but I'm really excited for my game of play to increase as well because, you know, you kind of adjust to it and then you get better as you go on. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, what does your training look like? I know you kind of alluded to it earlier in the episode, but is there anything you're trying to work on regarding training? And has it been easier to train this year uh, with less restrictions compared to last year with all the COVID restrictions that happened? Yeah, so my training is very intense, um, very consistent as well. So as I said, like I did sprints earlier. I do a lot of deadlifts. Um, so we have like phases that our coach sends out. Our first phase was kind of focusing on arms. Um, and now as like my phase goes on, I'm in phase two, it's more like leg strength and it's like front squat, back squat. I always start my workouts with some sprints in about a 15 year dash. Um, I've also been working on pull-ups. I'm not too good at it, so it's a work in progress for me, but I am getting better at those. Um, my on-ice training is also going on, and I'm, I'm doing a college league with some of the people that I've grown up with, and that's always one of my highlights of my week. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's cool to see how different players train because I feel like each player has like kind of a different training regimen that works best for them and it makes their, their best players. So I always find it interesting to see how each player trains uh, during the off season and how they use their uh, free time to make their game better. Yeah. And then for like COVID like restrictions last year, it was, I was working out at home. I, we actually got like a set we bought online and it, isn't anything like the gym. Um, the gym that I'm working out in has a huge space for running. Um, I have a lot more things to do at my gym now, but I still worked out last year and I think this year it's a lot better, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, I don't know, there's parts of um, home workouts that are better than working out in the gym, but I feel like the gym has all the equipment you need. Uh, to you know train but you got to make what you have and I feel like a lot of people had to do that last year and it still worked out fine but obviously it's a little more comfortable being in the gym with more equipment yeah yeah for sure I think um just being able to also work alongside people like I train with my friends now and like I don't know if uh you guys know her but Allie Quali, I've trained with her multiple mm -hmm. times a week um she's always fun to work out with she kind of pushes me, so. Yeah, no, she's a stud with Merrimack. I can't wait to see yeah. her play again uh, next season. That should be fun. Now, have you gotten the chance to meet any of your freshman class uh, for Clarkson? And when do you plan to go up and officially start training with the team? Yeah, so I haven't got to meet anyone. Um, but my roommate this year, her name is Jenna Goodwin. She's another one that's on the team. It's committed. She's from Alberta, Canada. She and I have been talking for a while, and then we kind of decided to be roommates about a month ago. Um, we're very similar, kind of when it comes down to it. We care about school. We're looking into the same major, so I already got, like, a built-in study buddy. Um, and then for, like, going out there, I'm flying out early morning, August 15th. Um, I'm getting most of my things shipped out there, and then we have to be completely moved in August 17th. Um, and then I'm also moving in a week earlier than most students because the team wants to do like team bonding and kind of working out and getting the hang of school before classes start, which is like closer to the end of the month. Yeah, no, I, was, I found that odd because most uh, student athletes have to go to school a bit earlier than most kids. So that's pretty crazy that you have like enough a shorter summer, but you get to spend more time with your teammates, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, so I'm excited to meet all these new people and kind of get to know my freshman class more. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And also the women's hockey season starts a little bit earlier uh, compared to the men's season. I think it's like later September. Men's season starts a little bit more towards the beginning in mid-October. So that's another thing to consider as well. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very exciting. Now, have you gotten the chance to meet any of the upperclassmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors? Besides yeah, Emily, um, obviously. Yeah, Emily, of course. Um, I haven't got to meet any of them personally just because we're kind of from all over the place. Um, and we've had a few team, like, Zoom kind of sessions. We work with our impact player, um, which is great. But I think that's the most exciting part to me is, like, not knowing anybody out there and going to meet them and finding a connection with one of the upperclassmen that – they'll kind of take me in under their wing and like show me around. So. Yeah, no, I feel like the freshmen have a better connection with like the juniors or seniors compared to the sophomores, which I always find interesting because the sophomores are technically closer in age with those players. But for some reason uh, it's always the freshmen and juniors and sophomores and seniors, maybe because the sophomores know all the seniors from their freshman year. So I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know if you noticed that too. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, going through high school, I, Coming in freshman year varsity hockey, I was scared out of my mind. And actually, like, juniors were my closer friends than seniors, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, just something that I've noticed that most people don't uh, talk about. So I, I, I thought I'd bring it up. I, I don't know if it happens all the time, but it's just something I realized for most teams, especially for myself playing as well in high school. Yeah. Now, uh, let's start off talking a little bit about before uh, your recruitment process before college hockey. Uh, you, you're from, uh, hopefully I pronounced this town name right, Corcoran, Minnesota. Uh, just yeah. talk about growing up there and what was that like? Yep. So I, I live in Corcoran, which is about 25 minutes away from the rink. Um, it's not in the district. I open enrolled. So I would home dress a lot and of course, my dad would tie my skates when I get to the rink, like everyone did. Um, I started skating when I was three years old. I followed in my big brother's footsteps. Um, he was left-handed, so of course I had to be left-hand too. Um, we played a lot of knee hockey for like hours and we would shoot in the garage. Um, when Wyzetta Hockey hit, I played with the boys through mites. Um, super fun. I got to meet a lot of them and I'm still friends with them today. And then I met most of my best friends that I am still best friends with today, like through, I think it was U10 and U12 hockey. Um, I'm very lucky to have them in my life because one of my best friends is actually, when I met her was U10 hockey. Um, then came like freshman year. Uh, that's when I made varsity for the first time. And it was like my greatest accomplishment at the time. And then went the four years of high school and it kind of went by really fast. Yeah, who was your favorite player growing up? I'm just curious, was there anyone that uh, you want to model your game after or was there a team that you like to watch growing up? Easy question. It was Zach Parisi at the time. I always just like looked up to him um, and he was playing for like my state. Like that was kind of the crazy part to me. Um, I was told by coaches that like I skate like him. And so he kind of like was always there and he still is one of my favorite players today. I remember when I was like about seven years old, I got his autograph at one of our like local malls. And still to this day, it's hanging on my wall, on my hockey wall in my room. And he just is one of my idols and will always be one. What was he like as a person when you got to meet him for that short period of time? So his house on Lake Minnetonka, just kind of close by one of my friend's house. And like, we would go by it once in a while and he would wave to us. He's just like a very down to earth type of guy that I would look up to. And I want to be type that type of person when I grow up. Yeah, definitely. I remember uh, Zach Parise with the Devils more than with the Wild, to be honest with you. I thought he was, uh, and then obviously he was part of the 2010 uh, Olympic team, which was fun to watch as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely why I like look up to him because um, he was a part of that Olympic team. And that's one of my goals in life is to do that. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, growing up a Wild fan, uh, what's that like? And uh, do you think they'll have a chance to win the cup in the next five years with uh, Kaprasov there? Yeah, yeah. Um, state of hockey, you know, it's crazy here when it comes to hockey. And 
especially with those guys. Um, I've been to numerous amounts of games, and we actually have season tickets there. And so it's super, it's super exciting, and you get, like, a bunch of adrenaline going there. And, you, like, I feel like every hockey player would get goosebumps going there because they're just so hyped, and they come out flying, and it's super fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been to a few NHL games as well, but one of the only teams I've never seen play is the Minnesota Wild, which is kind of ironic. So I don't know if you've ever seen the Bruins play. That's my favorite team, but I feel like the Wild and Bruins never meet up that much. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them play a few times. I've been out to Boston. I've watched them play, and um, I think the Wild could have a run at the playoffs coming. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Now, for Clarkson, like you mentioned before, you played for Wyzetta High School. Just talk about your experience there. What was that like? And obviously, you're not from Wyzetta, so how did you get the opportunity to go to that school and play hockey there? Yeah, so Wyzetta Hockey, some of the greatest years of my life. Um, The people I met through the program and the coaches that have taught me to be the player that I am today. Walking into, we call it PIC, but it's the Plymouth Ice Center knowing that you get to be around all your best friends and doing the thing that you love every day. Um, The compete level there was absolutely insane. Um, The passion is unbelievable. Wyzetta means like a lot to me and will always be my home, no matter how far hockey takes me. Um, And uh, living in Corcoran, uh, my brother first went to Buffalo and we didn't like it out there. And so we went to Wyzetta and that just kind of gave me the opportunity to play for them and kind of meet the people that I did today. Yeah. And I guess like, uh, what, did you have any knowledge of the school before you went there or were you kind of going in, like uh, just not knowing much about it? Because I know a lot of players that are from Minnesota, they idolize going to schools like Minnetonka and Edina. Uh, was that similar for yourself? Did you idolize going to Wyzetta or did it all just happen super fast? Yeah, um, super fast. I was kind of more on the younger side, but coming into Wyzetta, my parents probably knew about the Lake Conference, uh, one of the hardest conferences you could probably ever get yourself into. Um, but I am extremely blessed to be in that conference because of the compete level. And I I'm just glad it happened like that. Yeah, definitely. And you got to play under Coach Taylor Williamson. Uh, what was she like as a coach, uh, both on and off the ice? And what's it like getting to play under her? Because I had her on my podcast before, and it was super cool to hear her experience about her time with Minnesota. So does she ever talk about her college hockey experience and what she like as a coach? Because she seems like a pretty awesome person. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor Williamson is definitely one of my favorite coaches. Um She's taught me so much in these past two years. And it's, it's crazy that it's been two years with her because it kind of flew by. Um, she has an a amazing coaching style. And also with her, she co-coaches with her father, Dean Williamson. Um, and Dean is more of a hard guy and he'll push me to my limits. And Taylor does the same and she will get under your skin but she's also a friend um and i know you don't have that a lot in coaches but she if you had a bad day she could tell she will be right there um and she is kind of one of our like holding blocks of the team um she'll put a smile on your face and she's kind of the coach that you wouldn't wish on differently like they those two combined have actually like brought my skill to a whole new level and moving forward I'm excited to show like the ECAC some of like the Williamson playing style type of yeah show it off to the east coast I'm excited to see it yeah absolutely now obviously I'm not from Minnesota so just talk about that Minnesota high school hockey scene and what's it like being a player in the atmosphere uh, going to the state championship at the XL center uh, it's just pretty cool from an outsider's perspective to see uh, just the Minnesota high school hockey scene because out here in the East Coast, it's a little bit different. Uh, there's no chance that you fill up an NHL stadium for a high school game. So I think that's really cool that you guys kind of have that high school hockey scene. Uh, and other places don't really have that. So I find that pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, to start off, 
Minnesota high school hockey, extremely intense, but fun. It's so fun to be playing in. Like, your adrenaline is at a whole new level when it comes to playoff hockey. For YZ, it was walking into, like, Parade Ice Garden. Um, you had your headphones in, you had game face on, and you were playing do-or-die hockey. Like, anything could happen. Um, I never got the chance to play in a state tournament, but I always win every year. And just watching them gave me goosebumps because fans that you've never seen before show up at these games and have, like, fat heads over your face or signs to cheer you on. They, like, announce your name and you skate up and you could say something to the camera and it's just like a special moment for um you and like your school especially um and i was also beyond blessed to have gotten the opportunity to play in the minnesota high school hockey league because of the competition that it has um i'm just just like putting it out there like it's just one of the funnest things you could do is probably play in the playoff hockey from here yeah, definitely. And obviously you're playing with players now who aren't from Minnesota with Clarkson. Uh, do you think it's going to be weird to describe that Minnesota high school hockey scene to them just because they've never experienced something like that before? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they react, but also um, being on a Minnesota team that has gone out east and played in like tournaments, they know what we bring um, because we're all kind of like hyping each other up and we're all so close to one another that we when we score it's like the whole bench goes crazy so I think they have an idea about like us Minnesota players coming out there oh yeah definitely I, I see it from a fan perspective uh, you can just tell it seems like you guys play have a little more physical style to your game out in the Minnesota high school hockey scene versus other places is that something you notice yeah um I definitely notice it because when as I'm saying, like playoff hockey comes, everyone's playing for their team and they want it all. So underdogs, anything can anything can happen when it comes to it. So you get physical, um, you get right in their face. And I think refs are a lot more lenient when it comes to playoff hockey because everyone's out for it. Yeah, some checks that might be uh, not called during the playoffs will uh, yeah. that might not be called during the playoffs that you might see called during the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> What's the biggest check that you've ever thrown uh, at somebody, maybe during high school or some other time? Yeah, I don't, I don't check a lot, but I think like probably one of the biggest ones was against. It wasn't in playoff hockey last year. It was actually against. Edina during um, regular season. Of course, it had to be Edina. Why is that and Edina kind of battle it out? But um, a girl was kind of coming behind the net, and I was trying to rub her off, but it came off to be a big check. No one got hurt or anything. I, I don't really – I don't go for heads. I usually – I wouldn't, like, do that in any kind of play, but with Edina, you kind of get really rough out there. Yeah, what's up with the Dyna? Everyone says that's like uh, the New England Patriots of Minnesota high school hockey. Yeah, Edina is just kind of that team that always is just like this like fly that comes around and it just keeps bothering you. Um, but I think within the next few years, why is that is going to beat them? I do. Someone's going to put it out there. Why is that is going to crush them? We've always tried to, but we've come up too close. And so like my advice to like why that a players coming up is just you've got to like believe in yourself and not listen to any of like the past and just know that you want to put section champion or state champion on our next banner. Yeah, definitely. And do you think hitting should be allowed in women's hockey? Because I know it's been kind of a debate that's been brought up recently amongst uh, different players and media uh, in the sport. Yeah, I, Personally, I don't think it should be – I don't think anyone would take it, like, take advantage of it and just hurt players. But I think right now women's hockey is actually doing really well. Um, we get physical. We do get physical, as we were saying. But nothing like guys' hockey where they can absolutely destroy guys. Um, so I would say, like, stick to what we have right now. Just like expand the rules, make it a little more lenient, but not like 
added completely to the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think it's interesting because like, if you just added it, you kind of have to teach like a whole generation of players that never learned how to check, how to check, because there is like a thing you have to learn how to do it so it can be safe. So that's something that some people don't consider when they do that argument or when they talk about that argument. Yeah. Um, and then like a scary story coming from YZ was like the Jack Jablonski case. And I don't know if you guys heard about it out there, but no. it was, um, he was from Benilde and actually played Wyzetta and got hit from behind and got paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, that's uh, awful. Yeah, and it was huge at the time. It was, it was a good – it was probably like four or five years ago that it happened, but it made Wyzetta put like a stop signal, like kind of like sign on the back of our jerseys just to remind players that if they're coming up from behind, like do not hit, like – that is probably the worst case scenario to happen. Yeah, no, I feel like obviously when you see checking, uh, most people I think are pretty like good about it. Like they know when to do it and how to do it properly. But obviously you don't want to see some players take advantage of that rule. So that's definitely something that I've never considered before. And yeah, no, I've never really considered that before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a scary thing to happen, but if you know how to do it properly, then all for it. Yeah, you have to learn how to take a check too, which – most people don't want to do, but unfortunately, that's something yeah people have to learn as well. Yep, bounce back. <laughs> have you ever had to take a big check ever before in your career? Not really. I feel like you're so fast, yeah. no one can even hit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I remember actually one of the biggest checks that I have taken was um, I was I played for a team called Miracle Gold. And we went out to Wisconsin and we played a team that was about three years older than us. And we were scared out of our minds, but I went into the corner and I took a big hit, but I bounced back right away and it didn't hurt. Um, I was properly on the boards when it happened. So it, and she got a penalty for it. So that's when you like take one for the team and then you get like a power play. So and then you probably scored a goal on that power play. And oh, yeah, she never talked to you. Ever. She never even talked to you or chirped you or even attempted to hit you again. So that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. So it's good that even though you can take a check, you can make them pay for it, which I think is awesome to see and hear. Yeah, yeah. And then chirping is another thing. A lot of girls like to chirp. Um, I try to. I'm not the best. <laughs> I, I, I know not to be mean. I'm not a very mean person. So it kind of comes up like, hey, scoreboard when you're winning. Like, that's the best I got. <laughs> yeah. I was not much of a chirper back in my playing days. I just kind of didn't talk. And if you kind of show, if you talked with your play, no one would really chirp you. But who's the best chirper on uh, YZ? Oh, gosh. Growing up, it was definitely, we had a, I had a senior captain named Megan Marshall at the time, my freshman year. Um, and she was probably, so she was really funny and she would kind of come back with these snarky comments to girls and we would all laugh about it like between it's when she would say like what what someone said and what she said back and we'd be like okay like it was fun yeah now thinking about your YZ high school hockey days what's the best memory you've ever had uh, whether it's just on the ice winning a championship or off the ice with uh, some of your teammates because I know a lot of people think about that more when they think about their high school hockey days than actually what happened on the ice, which is pretty, pretty interesting to hear. Yeah. So one of my biggest memories I've had was winning the semi section championship against Blake. We were the underdog at the time. And so that's why it was so big. Um, our fan section made the newspaper uh, and they would like, have chance back and forth with Blake and so it was getting pretty hype um I ended up scoring in that game and then I assisted to um one of my teammates Mallory Coffin and uh it was the funnest game I've ever played and uh for sure uh and then those moments like taught me like don't be like too don't ever give up when you're the underdog and seeing like our goals materialize in front of our eyes was like a really big bonding moment ex and experience for our team. 
um, seeing like our hard work lead to success was like an incredible feeling. Yeah, no, and checking out the stats, Maui Coffin was a very good player for your team. Uh, what was she like as a teammate, uh, both on and off the ice? And just talk about how good of a hockey player she is. Yeah, so Mallory, or we call her Mal, um, she is probably one of the sweetest people you could meet. But when you get on the ice with her, you were wish you wish you were on her team. She is super fast. She will win every 50-50 battle. She digs. Um, but she's not only a teammate, she's one of my really good friends. She will um, always be the person on the team that you can go to with any problem or issue. Uh, you can just tell by the being an assistant captain her junior year how much of a leader she is for our team and now has the C this year. So um, I wouldn't want to play with anyone else for these past like three years. Now, how did Wyzetta High School help prepare you for college hockey with Clarkson? Um, so Wyzetta Hockey is like, um, kind of, it brings out all of your emotion and it kind of, um, has success to it. So see, Wyzetta Hockey is more of like the experience compared to college, um, such as like working hard, even if it's a practice or having something called like the white line mentality. Um, which means it was something that Taylor Williamson also brought into our program. It means once you cross it, as you're walking into our locker room, everything that's going on in your mind, if it comes to school, friends, family, everything's just kind of put off to the side for the hour, hour and a half you have at the rink um, because you get to be around the people that you love and they will help you no matter what. Wyzetta has also taught me the having a mindset we have something called the clear mindset which is standing for commitment love energy accountability and resilience super cool super cool saying we have it on wristbands um the williamson's brought that and we kind of like did little bonding moments with that and we told each other like what we need to do every game is we need to focus on one of these. Like we focus on commitment. We win every battle. We focus on resilience. If we're down, we won't give up. And like, those are the things that will stick with me through my college hockey experience. Yeah, that's awesome. And are you going to wear those wristbands um, during a college game maybe, or I don't know if you're allowed to or not, but yeah. 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 So they're kind of like the rubber wristbands. So there we have one that was blue from my junior year and we have a white one that came my senior year and they are the coolest things ever. I feel like the white would match better with the Clarkson green than the blue, but I think the blue would uh, also pop out a little bit. That's just uh, my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably end up wearing them, but I hope to get some like Clarkson new stuff too that I could wear and that I could rep and mm-hmm. put up put on <laughs> yeah no I think it's a good uh, balance though you know you gotta represent Wyzata but you also want to you know represent Clarkson as well so I think the band would look good with like uh just the rest of the equipment as well yeah of course always have Wyzata at my heart you know mm-hmm, definitely so we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you just some non-hockey questions about yourself and some of your teammates just to get to know you a little bit off the ice so my first question uh, for you is, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Um, so I'm kind of watching this show called Manifest, and it's on Netflix right now. So it's super popular, actually. Um, I started about four days ago, and I'm already on episode 10. Um, it keeps you watching, and this show is just kind of like, it makes you feel like, it makes you kind of like want more and like, why don't watch it and you keep watching it and then it kind of makes you hesitant to book flights nowadays where you might lose like five years of your life is what it is actually oh really I, I think I've heard about that show I haven't really been paying attention to Netflix lately just because I've been a little busy with sports and school and stuff but no it's definitely something I check out I've been kind of thinking about the Outer Banks season two coming out in a couple of oh weeks. yeah July so. 30th Yep, I, I, that's what I've been thinking about more for Netflix, but I haven't checked my Netflix account quite some bit. I'm just watch sports. I don't know. I think I'm lame when it comes to TV, uh, just because I just watch sports. That's I don't really watch like, like shows or anything like that. 
like I was watching, or at least I was kind of looking up the highlights of the Euro soccer championship from the other day. So that's, I'd more rather watch that stuff than like a TV show, but I think it's cool. Uh, that show, I, I'm not really into scary stuff though. So I don't know if I'll be into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too scary. And of course I watch sports too. I'm, I'm into that stuff, but it's kind of like a binge show on days mm-hmm. that I have to like relax and enjoy. Yeah, definitely. It. Definitely. We all need those types of shows in our lives. Yeah. So uh, if you had the world's attention uh, for 30 seconds, uh, what would you say and why? Um, I'm shy. I am probably the shyest person you could probably meet. Um, so like if you put me on the stage for 30 seconds, uh, no words would probably come out and my face would turn bright red. Um, that I, I get made fun of by my team. They kind of like get under my skin uh, when like something happens and I kind of like freeze up and I just, I I'm more of a listener. I like to listen, but as college comes, I think I'm gonna go from an introvert to an extrovert while I meet new people. Yeah, definitely. And you've done a great job on this podcast so far. I couldn't even tell if you were shy or not. So that's pretty, I'm, I'm shy as well. So I think that's pretty cool that, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it is what it is, I guess. I don't really think it's a bad thing to be an introvert. Yeah, no, of course not. And I definitely think that's something that has come with me because why is that a, just all my friends kind of know that I'm super shy. So when they meet people, they're like, Hey, like go introduce yourself. Like I'll come with you. I'll help you out. So mm-hmm. it's always fun to have those kind of moments. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another question is if there was a movie made about your life, uh, what actor or actress would you want to play yourself? Definitely. Selena Gomez, I would say. Selena Gomez was, is a great actress and can sing and, um she would I can't imagine like um a different actress playing by Rola actually she uh would fit it so well and I would I would say that the brown hair kind of would help too so yeah can you sing a little bit as well or oh no oh gosh Uh, no I am not a singer I'm not a dancer either like neither of those two things go well with me well, that'll be cool, though, because then Selena Gomez could sing during your movie and people could always think you're a great singer, even though uh, that's not really the case. So you can have like kind of like trick people a little bit uh, if that movie ever comes out. Oh, gosh, for sure. That would be nice for people to think I can sing. <laughs> I'm unknown where I don't I kind of just sing the melody and I don't know the lyrics that well either. So I'm just kind of there, just kind of vibing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I could sing. That's one skill that I don't have that I wish I did have was the ability to sing because it's just I feel like it would be awesome just to like no one expects it. And then you just belt out like a good song and people are just like jaws to the floor. I think that would just be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it'd be like, wow, didn't know that about you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I just think that'd be cool. But unfortunately, I can't. So I'll just stick to playing the instrument and not singing it at all. True. Yeah, I grew up playing the violin. So that's oh, something nice. I got. Yeah, I can play the drums a little bit. So because I played it in the band that we had in school back back in the day, because you had to do band. So uh, yeah, I played the drums, which was pretty fun. That's so cool. That's interesting. I've, I've never met anyone that's played the drums. So it's fun fun instrument you know just it's like you have to read the music a little bit different than the other instruments but i i always enjoy playing it and yeah it's pretty cool when you can just i think it's the coolest instrument you can play just because yeah, like you could just sure. like rock out a beat with any type of genre compared to like a trumpet maybe where you can only play it with a certain type of genre even though i know certain rappers and other artists like in rock bands try to in try to add those instruments to their songs to like make it sound unique. I feel like drums, you can put that in any type of genre. It can work. I think there's certain trumpets or certain violins that can't work with certain genres. If you're trying to make a certain type of song, I, I, I know I'm kind of rambling for a little bit, but that's kind of like, I think it's why I think it's the coolest instrument. Oh yeah. No, for sure. No, you're not rambling. Um, growing up like violin, I played from fifth grade, probably until like freshman year. Um, and it's kind of interesting because I kind of hold my toothbrush the same way I would hold the instrument. So it's just kind of like, wow, I didn't know that these things could like happen in my own life. Yeah, no, I've never met someone that's played the violin. So first time for everything. So that's pretty cool. 
So now what is your biggest pet peeve? What bothers you? Oh, when people definitely chew gum, I'm not going to lie. I would probably just get up and walk away from the person at that point in time. <laughs> but that it, I don't have too many. I kind of just go with the flow with people. Yeah, I, I think mine would be bad drivers. I know everyone on the podcast has probably heard that before. It just, it just irks me when someone doesn't know how to drive. And uh, I only get into it, but it just, it really bothers me. So <laughs> oh, speaking. I agree. I agree totally. Now, speaking of instruments, uh, what, what music do you like to listen to? My favorite song right now is Heat Wave by Glass Animals. It's kind of just like a song that you could just kind of get up and dance to. And those are the kind of songs I like. But I have a diverse music palette. My playlist kind of consists of country, rap, pop, mm -hmm. pretty much any style. Yeah, same. I have a playlist for different genres. Just because if I'm feeling something one night and I'm feeling something the other night, I have a playlist for it. I know a lot of people throw just different genres of all their songs on one playlist, but I like to separate it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I kind of just listen to what I'm feeling that day. Like if I'm going for like a night drive with my friends, I'll definitely pop on some country and, wind and roll the windows down and just kind of vibe with all of them there. Yeah, and if it's like before a game, you put on some hip hop just to get yourself in the game day intensity, which is important. Oh, gosh, 100%, yes. Yeah, so I definitely agree with you on that. Now, speaking of your teammates, uh, who's the funniest teammate you have at Wazetta? Definitely Sloan Matthews, as good of a hockey player she is. She just knows how to enlighten a moment when in an intense situation. Her dry sense of humor puts a smile on everyone's face. Yeah, it's always good to have those teammates, especially when you know you're in a tough stretch of games. Uh, it's good to lighten the room a little bit and uh, not be down yourselves after a bad uh, stretch of games, which I think is oh, important. Yes. yes. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team. That's just an undeniable fact. But besides yourself, uh, who has the best style on Wyzetta Hockey? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I have pretty good style, but I would say – um some of my senior class has pretty good style too so um like ellie forness who's um one of my friends or ella aylers they have great style and i always borrow their clothes too so and they borrow mine of course but mm -hmm. so uh back to some hockey questions now uh we've been discussing a little bit about growing the women's game so uh what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion so I think as we get the word out more, we'll get more like streamers, um, more fans to come watch the game. That's one aspect of Clarkston hockey culture that's really great. It's very common for the girls games to get a lot of people on campus uh, in an area to come in, in the area to come and watch. Uh, I think encouraging the type of fan base at other universities could help grow the game as well. Show little girls everywhere that the potential that they have to succeed in like the sport and to have these fans come and watch and play. Now, what advice would you give like a younger player who's trying to make a division one college hockey scholarship? Enjoy the process, take it slow, have fun with it. Um, don't get too hard on yourself. Coaches are looking for players who can manage it all um, with a smile on their face and remember why you started use that motivation to reach all your goals. Now, I know uh, we've been uh, kind of mentioning some of your teammates throughout the episode, but is there anyone you want to shout out? Any family members, uh, teammates, coaches, friends, anyone that I haven't mentioned throughout this episode or that we haven't talked about through this episode? Uh, feel free to shout them out um, now before uh, things end off. Yeah, so shout out to my family, of course. I love them. They've brought me to this point in my life. But a uh, real shout out to my U15 coaches uh Doug Bowdish and Jim Neary they are my all-time and probably will be my all-time favorite coaches they did not just teach me the game of hockey but they taught me the game of life um how to grow up and how to be the person I am today um and they are definitely like the people that I want to be when I grow up um then shout out to my first um, high school coach who was before Taylor Williamson. I had two years with her. Her name's Jess Scott. She kind of brought me into Wyzetta and she gave me the opportunity to play my freshman year. 
I wouldn't be in the position that I am today without her because she kind of gave me a leeway into the recruiting process and I couldn't be more happier with that. And just, of course, shout out to all my teammates because they're the people in my life that I will have forever. Well, shout out to you, Gretchen. I thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. We've been talking about this for a little bit, so I'm finally glad uh, we got the chance to meet up and do it. So you're a great person, great hockey player. I just want to let you know that, and I'm super excited to watch you play with Clarkson in a few months. It's going to be really exciting. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great opportunity. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. You got a smile that makes the sun.